did, I did very well. And that's because things were simpler back then. When you say that, what do you mean by simpler? There was not the onslaught of internet and video games were just getting started around the time I was about 15, I think. So there wasn't like a bunch of that. So there was not a lot of TV. It was just play using your imagination. And when you're allowed to play using your imagination, oh, the sky's the limit of what you can do. We desire to see the whole person blossom into their maximum potential. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure, friend, to have you stop by on this program. I'm looking forward to welcoming a couple of guests in the studio today. First, a longtime friend of mine, Tommy Wilson, is here. Tommy contacted me late last week and said, hey, I've got an idea for a show. And usually if Tommy has an idea, it's a go. Tommy, welcome. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's always a pleasure. What have you been uh, up to? What's man, been going on? Just doing ministry, just uh, serving the Lord, you know, loving and serving is what we do. So um, just getting my feet stable <laughs> to, to do more ministry. Yeah. Well, the last time I think we saw each other, was it at the pastor's luncheon? It was. It was. I it thought was, I saw was, you there, and that was a good time. It was a really, really great time. It's I always good to have a time when our pastors in the city can get together and yeah. kind of hang out and encourage each other. And we're very thankful for the opportunity to have these pastor luncheons as often as we can. That was another great opportunity. Well, you called me and you said, hey, I've got this friend, Dr. Candace Jones. She has this ministry called Expanded Educational Services. I was quite intrigued. So now she's here. Dr. Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm <laughs> looking forward to having you tell us about Expanded Educational Services. It's a school that provides educational services that include extensive research-based programs and services, including instructional enhancement programs, professional development, leadership capacity building, inclusionary practices, and organization improvement and reform services. We have a lot to unpack today. I hope we can squeeze it into our half-hour time. I believe Absolutely. we can, but a whole lot to talk about. Are you from Memphis originally? I am. I'm from Memphis, born and raised. I saw you got your doctorate from the University of Memphis back in 2009 in educational leadership. Your goal is to have every EES client experience enrichment, enhancement, and success. That's right. That's the one, two, three punch, right? It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Tommy, you told me that this program is being held at Divine Life Church. Our friend, Pastor Tony Wade and Felicia. Yes. yes, yes so that's yes. where the, the operation is going full force. Yes, yes. It's beautiful there. Um, have enough space to be able to do the ministry. They support the ministry. Uh, the church support the ministry. Uh, we even have um, volunteers that have help out uh, with the ministry also. Well, Dr. Jones, give us a little bit about your backstory. Where did life begin for you? Uh, what was your family life like growing up? Growing up, I think I had a great childhood. One of the things that stand out to me is that my mother was an avid reader. I just remember playing on the floor and she'd be on the couch reading with a book. That was big for us. And so we were readers because of that. That's one of the big things that stand out to me is just that love for reading that was instilled in us yeah. as young kids. I can remember my mom was also a reader and loved to do crossword puzzles every time the Sunday paper came out. But one of the things I enjoyed as a kid is her reading to me, especially the comics. Mm -hmm. But why is education so important to you? I mean, you could have probably launched in any type of career you wanted to. Why education? It just felt right. Now, I did not start off in college in education. I started off wanting to be a tax accountant, because I heard they made a lot of money. 
But uh, I started the classes at the University of Memphis, and I quickly realized this is not me. Yeah. Yeah, this is not me. And so I remember sitting in the back of a geology class one day figuring out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Because this is not it. And I left that class and went over to the College of Education and signed up. I think that was back in 1994. So it's just been a great experience for you. It has. Growing up, did you personally have a fruitful path to educational achievement and advancement for yourself? I think I did. I did. I did very well. And that's because things were simpler back then. When you say that, what do you mean by simpler? There was not the onslaught of internet and video games were just getting started around the time I was about 15, I think. So there wasn't like a bunch of that. So there was not a lot of TV. It was just play using your imagination. And when you're allowed to play using your imagination, oh, the sky's the limit of what you can do. That's such a great statement, too, because I was an only child, didn't have any siblings in the house, Tommy. So I was imagining stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I could watch a Tarzan movie on Saturdays and then relive the Tarzan show, you know, just in a little living room rug and, right. and yes. swim around on the floor and right, right. kill alligators and all yeah. kinds of stuff, right? Yes, you remember those times? I love Tarzan. <laughs> but you know, Byron, that's what we need to have happen. Yeah. We've yeah. got to get back to that. We really do. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's a, such a good point. What is, Dr. Jones, the common scenario for those students enrolled in your services? For students who come to me now, initially, Expanded Educational Service functioned as a tutoring company. When the pandemic rolled around, we weren't able to tutor anymore. Children would come in, they didn't need to be tutored, they needed to be taught. Yeah. And so the school was kind of birthed out of that. Could you stop and explain the difference between being tutored and being taught? Tutoring is a support. It's just a support. It's a learning support. It's kind of building confidence into the child, letting them know you can do it. 90% of this is your mind and how you think about it. And the 10% is just the effort. And we're going to teach you how to put that effort forward. So that's the difference between tutoring and teaching. What do you see is the biggest disconnect between students achieving success in their academic pursuits? Distractions. The distractions of Internet, social media, Video games and TV. This is a big factor. It's a major factor, and a lot of people miss it. Yeah. Tommy, we haven't really talked about family life for you, children and growing up and things. Can you identify with some of the things that Dr. Jones is talking about? Yes. uh, You know, education is important to me also. Um, I actually have a new family, and uh, my um, youngest son, Jeremiah, and the youngest daughter, Jaria, uh, they wrote two books under her leadership. You said they wrote two books? Yeah, they are two authors. Okay. Yes, published authors. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Wow. And that's one of the things that we want to talk about today. That's one of the things that really intrigued me when you mentioned that she's helping students, I think, between 10th grade and 12th grade to be able to write and publish their own books. So we're not there yet. We're, we're going we're gonna to build up to that. Where did the original idea behind the expanded educational services, when did that first come to mind, that concept, when you thought about it and something great for students to enter? It started the year of the pandemic. Now, expanded educational services started in 2010 with a summer camp and with tutoring. But the school, Success Academy, was birthed out of the pandemic. Um, I felt strongly not to send my kids back to school when virtual ed started. And I just homeschooled them instead. And it was during the homeschool that the entire curriculum for Success Academy kind of was birthed. It kind of came together. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing more and more families homeschool? 
I think a lot of parents are frustrated with the public education system. They really want their kids to go and learn. You talked about distractions. I don't think it's just video games and cell phones. There's a lot of other social issues and things that kind of face in the peer pressure. All the other challenges that seem to go in the classroom when the teacher is trying to maintain teaching the kids, but it's just not happening. Yeah, it's a direct competition between the effects of social media and the effects of video games. Video games move like this super fast. The teacher talks this slow. So what's got the attention? The teacher moving slow or the video games moving super fast. So the teacher has become boring. The whole process has become boring. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize, wait a minute, I'm several months behind or I'm several grade levels behind. I hate this and I don't want any parts of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Across the board, are you seeing more families investigating homeschooling? Because there's challenges too, because in a family, especially if there's a single parent mom that's working, Tommy, Mm -hmm. trying to provide for the kids. And then she's thinking, I got to educate my child too, right? Right, right. Absolutely. That's tough. There are some very difficult decisions that need to be made. I mean, we can continue a cycle that's not working, or we can stop and try to see how we can best make the right decision for the children. Now, you said the actual launch, what year was that again? The company started in 2010 as a summer camp and a tutoring company. Okay. So it's expanded throughout the years. So how did you actually get it off the ground? Did you get some financial backing? Did you just invest in everything yourself? How did you get it going? A little bit of all of that. (laughs) (laughs) We are a nonprofit, so we can survive off of donations. Some of our families are able to pay into it. Mm -hmm. Some of it does come from personal contributions. Are there any kind of grants that you can... Yeah, we do have one grant that we uh, obtained this past school year, uh, along with several donations of supplies. Tommy, when you call me, you mentioned 10th through 12th grade. Actually, it's, it's, it's more than that. I think the age it's K through 12. Okay. So, and, and which is beautiful. I mean, uh, one of the youngest author, uh, with with great, with great. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Oh, that's beautiful. So they have a kindergarten that wrote a book. Okay. So is the curriculum designed for helping students just to write books? Or are you dealing with the entire, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic? School day, school day, reading, <laughs> writing, arithmetic, you know? Right, all so, of that. Yeah. All of that. That's just one of our programs. We call it publishing. We have entrepreneurship. So we teach them how to start and run a business. We teach them about customer services. Mm-hmm. Those are some things I think is so important. You get that foundation there early in life for our mm-hmm. kids, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to launch into these areas. Were there any obstacles that you had to overcome before you mm-hmm. could get EES going? Or maybe challenge? Biggest challenge that we have faced is getting noticed by the public that yep. we're out here. Mm-hmm. In the past, we've worked with smaller groups of children mm-hmm. because we want to make sure we're perfecting what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And after this year of working with one classroom full of students for Success Academy, I think we've gotten all the bugs out of it, and we're ready to introduce that to the public now. What does a classroom look like, and what does a typical day look like? The classroom looks like multi-age Groups working together. That format comes from the one room schoolhouse. It goes back to our great grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. You yeah. know what? It worked. <laughs> it worked because that one teacher had a bond with those students. She knew what they could do, she knew what they did, yeah. you know, they weren't able right. to do, right. and she could really cater the learning yeah, I love towards that. each of them. That is how our great grandparents. And before, we're educated, those one-room schoolhouses. And that's kind of a theme of the school. It's called Back to the Basics. Back to mm-hmm. the Basics. I like mm-hmm. that. 
Tell us about your first students and the classes that they're engaging in, their successes. So I'll tell you about our business class. Um, in the beginning of the year, the students learned how to produce products and present those to the public for running their business. Give me some example of the products that they produced. Okay, one young lady made keychains. Um, she made them out of a resin material, and she would put your initials in that. She'd decorate them, make them really cute. Um, another young lady, well, that was her service, she would uh, paint nails and do nail designs. Right. And one young lady wanted to make candles, so she made candles. Yeah. Um, we had students who paint fences and build fences. One girl who made masks for the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Mid-South Viewpoint will be right back. It is God who always is pursuing us. Not we trying to pursue God can't find Him. <laughs> That's just not biblical. Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef. And if you are frantically trying to get God to do this or that for you, my advice for you is chill out <laughs> and realize that God is saying to every one of us, be still and know that I am God. That I am the one who's pursuing you. That I'm the one who's trying to get your attention, but you're too busy running around trying to do your little thing. And so that you can hear the gentle voice of God, you have to stop so that you can see the hand of God working and reaching on your behalf. You have to stop so that you can feel the presence of God. God has to take you to a Bethel. Change your life and the way you approach the Bible by joining Dr. Michael Yusuf for Leading the Way. What our listeners are saying is important to us at Bot Radio Network. I just want to thank you guys for the ministry that you have on the radio. I listen to it to and from work. I live roughly about 50 miles away from work. And every morning I drive and I listen to Bot Radio Network from 5 a.m. to just about 6 a.m. And it's amazing. This is Sister Josephine. I just want to say Bot Radio has been a total blessing in my life for over 30 some years when I got saved. And keep up the good work. I listen to Bot Radio all the time. It's a wonderful radio station. I'm a Christian, I'm saved, and I get a lot out of it. We appreciate all your comments. To tell your story, call our listener comment line at 1-800-345-2621. That's 1-800-345-2621. We look forward to hearing from you. I was talking at the beginning of the program about a lot of different courses and, and programs you have to offer but are most of your efforts directed toward the EES Success Academy? Is that what most of your efforts are primarily directed towards? At this time, yes, we're putting a lot of uh, effort into the School Success Academy. Uh, talk about the standards that you have set for students who enter the academy. So we start with a parent agreement. Um, we want our parents to agree to limit video games and limit time spent on social media because Research has shown us time and time again what a hindrance that is to the academic achievement of our students. Right. Because you can't have your focus on both. Parents, are they agreeable to that? Is that something they're wanting to do? They see the, the problem that's they causing see, it? They, they see the point of it. Sometimes I'll go out to a, a restaurant, mm -hmm. especially before pandemic, you'll see a family and the mom, the dad, son, and the daughter, they're all sitting there mm -hmm. with their cell phones. Right. They're looking at their phones, and there's no table conversation. Right. You, have right. you seen that? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot, a whole lot. You're not guilty, right? No. No, I'm no, not no. guilty. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of old school, yeah. so I don't like having a phone while I'm eating or if I'm talking with, if I'm talking with my family. 
Uh, I like just to talk with my family, talk to my wife and kids, uh, because I know that, that that's quality time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it does make a difference when you can limit those social media phones and things mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Yeah. Parents can get in that trap too, right? Oh yeah, they've become the quintessential babysitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gets kids quiet, and so parents like to use it. Dr. Jones, do you have additional staff that assist you at the academy, and what are their academic qualifications if you do have some? So all of our staff work up under our professors. We have professors who donate time from the University of Memphis to collaborate with our curriculum, and we do train our staff to process that out. Our volunteers right now, we've got a mental health uh, professional that works with our students. We have a mathematics professional and we have a social sciences uh, professional that works with our students. Pretty exciting that you mm-hmm. can team up with that resource. Did somebody come to you, or was that part of your original? Part of the plan. That was part of the plan. I wanted the experts to put it together because wow. we know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so I, I very specifically trained my teachers. It's not enough that you go yes. through the university's program. Right. I want you to go through mine because I know it works. It's such a key thing. I want parents to hear that because they need to know when you release your student, your child, into a program like this, knowing what's behind it, you know, and what you're doing is so important. And and the qualifications of those other teachers and professors that are, you know, infusing their expert opinion and professional expertise, you know, is so important. So I'm glad you you, you have that. I think that's a very key factor. So what excites you most about the time and effort that you've spent developing the program that you offer? Uh, I just love to see the finished product, and that's the children. The big point, I guess, of everything that we do is to just build the students up and let them know just because something is hard doesn't mean it's impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. It's only the way that you look at it. Um, I want students to know that they should be out creating jobs instead of just looking for jobs. And so a lot of what we do is legacy Mm -hmm. material. When we teach students how to start and run a business, I tell their parents, work alongside them. They're taking risks now at a young age that Maybe you're a little afraid to take, but why don't you take it together? Wow. And when they begin writing their books, I encourage parents right along with them because I know you've got a story to tell as well. Wow. And you could do this together. This can become so much more than just education. It really can become something that changes the trajectory of where your family is headed. I see it, Dr. Jones. I mean, Tommy, this could be something that could change the course of a whole family's life. I mean, even through the child having an idea for a business, if the parent gets on board, they might start a family company, right? Yes. I mean, I think the concept that she has, the curriculum that she has, and the heart that she has to teach the kids something that other school systems wouldn't even teach. Back to the basics, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what What's going to matter once I graduate? I have stepson and stepdaughter. My youngest daughter, which is 17, uh, came in at 11th grade, right? Right. So yeah. 11th- she participated in our early grade completion program where she was able to complete two grade levels in one year. So last year she worked on the 11th and 12th grade curriculum goals and mastered them all, and now she's a graduate. Now, is there financial aid available to the students? Uh, How does that work? There's a small bit of financial assistance available to families. At this point, no. Hopefully some donors will come in and pay towards student scholarships to make it available for more families. Exactly. They can't afford it. Yeah. There are options that are on the horizon. I'm sure that you will try to find ways to work with parents. Absolutely. They really want to make sure their student gets the best education. Absolutely. Dr. Jones, what does the academic calendar year look like throughout the year? Is it year-round classes or, you you know, uh, you take a summer break? How does it work? Okay, so we are not a year-round school. (laughs) We go to school for 180 days. 
uh, our school year is broken up into three trimesters. So we go to school for about a month and then we take a week off. Um, during that week off, students are working on projects at home and we cap it off with one-on-one week. One-on-one week is where students come to school one day at a time yeah. and they spend that day with the instructor. And so they're working on anything that they fell behind in and anything that they need to be pushed forward in. Now, now these classes, are they substitute for going to public education? So you, you have students like 8 to 3.30 or whatever the day looks like. This is where they go to school instead of going to Booker T. Washington, Kingsbury, mm-hmm. Craig, any other right. school. This so is their school. This mm-hmm. is their school. We are a hybrid model. We're working towards accreditation. Okay. You have to be in operation for three years before you're accredited. Right. And so we're just finished year one. Our school day is 8 to 12 p.m., Monday through Thursday. Monday through. So students get a three-day weekend. And they don't mm-hmm. have to work. But well, they do have to work. Well, I want to rephrase that. I didn't mean they didn't have to work. Okay, Tommy, she's getting me on that <laughs> one, right? Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's no, no, work. I know that. What I mean is the way you schedule it, it's intensive work yes. for the students yes. during that, that time. I, that's what yes. I was trying to say. Not, get, it's not a, a, a vacation. Right, it's right. Not absolutely. at all. We yeah, get right. more done in one half day than most students do all week. That's the point I wanted you to make out. Mm-hmm. When you are in uh, intentional, you have a purpose, and you're driven that way, and you're driving the students that way, I think it's beautiful. So you've got this name, Expanded Educational Services. How did you arrive at this name? Okay, so that's the name of the company. And the school's name is Success Academy. And I just put as Success Academy on there because there are other Success Academies. Right, right. Um, But Success Academy got its name from one of the major pillars of the school. And that's what I call echo assessment. And what that is, is every time a student tests on their educational goals. If they do not pass the test, we go back through the cycle. I assume it's my fault that they didn't pass. Um, So I reteach. You take responsibility. I take responsibility. Wow. One of the fathers of education, John Dewey, said, teaching is like selling. If you haven't sold anything, if no one's buying anything, then you haven't sold. (laughs) And so if no one's learning, then you haven't taught. So we go back through the cycle. I reteach it another way. I give the children the opportunity to go and study, and then they retest. And we complete that cycle until they've made about 85%, which is about a B. Wow, that's beautiful, Tom. It is, it is. And 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 I I love the intensity of that because most of the time when you're in the school system, because there's so many students uh, per uh, teacher, they don't get opportunity to slow down and really concentrate one-on-one with the student. I think that's so true. And, you know, our hearts go out to teachers in public education. Yes. I mean, the responsibilities that they have, it's I mean, just, and, yeah, what they do, it is so overwhelming. And our prayers are out for them. Yes. One of the things that, that I noticed, uh, the specialties is leadership capacity building. What exactly does that program look like? Who would benefit most from attending this? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our consulting programs where we go into schools and we train um, teachers, principals. Uh, central office personnel. Uh, we do that district ride for any district that is interested in that. Um, that's one of the pillars that EES was built on as well. My uh, collaboration with the University of Memphis, that's something that I did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, this is great. That's how Tommy. my doctorate came into view. This is a gold mine here, Tommy. Yes, that's yes. why you call me, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, one thing I love about, about this organization is that, you know, you have to be intentional. Uh, about these children, right? And when you're intentional, then you get results. Yeah. Right. And most of the time it's hard to be intentional with all the distractions that you have. Right. 
you're trying to enroll the enroll the, the the student, and then you got to try to come to a common ground right. with you, the teacher, you, the student, and the parent. Right. So there's not too many systems out here where uh, it that works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So I can my uh, I know personally it works extremely well because yeah. I have two two kids that go to school involved. Yeah. Um, and they've done excellent, excellent. They've already written two books. Two books. I mean, what, I mean. <laughs> so is that the goal of each student throughout the course of a year or the course of their time at school, or how does that work? No, each school year they must write at least one book, write and publish <laughs> at least one. Write and publish it. Now, do mm-hmm. you help them do all of that? Yeah, we teach them how to do it, and they do it. They do it on their own. They do it on their own. <laughs> we don't have time to write books for all of us. Oh, my goodness. She's, she's being very modest. <laughs> Because even though she has taught the students how to write, but she also have wrote books along with them and teaching people how to write books. Wow. Wow. This is beautiful. Yeah. Dr. Jones, I know you've whet the appetite of many parents and listeners today that want to know, how can I get my student under your leadership and your educational mm-hmm. opportunities? 22, 23 school year is just around the corner. Yes. You're getting ready. Are there opportunities? If they are interested, parents can go to the website that is expanded educationalservices.com. They would want to go ahead and complete the interest form so that we can start the parents' interviews so that they can move forward in the registration process. So it's not too late to get in this next school it's year. It's not too late, but they want to move quickly. Yeah, want to do that. Tommy, this has been great, man. Thank you so much. It's always good to see you. Same here, same here. Appreciate it so much. Well, we have a surprise guest in the studio with us. Yes. And it's your daughter, Anna. She's been waiting. (laughs) She wants to come be on. Anna, come over and get close to mom. So tell me about the school and what you've enjoyed most. Well, what I enjoyed most is getting done quicker. I'm now in the 11th grade, so this coming year I'm graduating at 14 years old. So what are your plans when you graduate? I'm be 14. So I'm <laughs> so a university kid. You have opportunity okay. to go to college after you graduate. I'm already in college. You're already in college. Tell me about that, Dr. Jones, real quick. Uh, she's participating in our dual enrollment program. You mentioned so that. So she's yeah. a student at Southwest. She was accepted in the ninth grade. How old were you? About 12? Mm-hmm. When she first started. Wow. So she was able to... Um, work with that curriculum and make A's and B's and so they're happy to have it. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. I'm so only one B. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to get the record straight. Uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you so much for sharing that today. Thank you so much. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have, guys. Okay. I appreciate you stopping by. Dr. Jones, thank you so much. We hope you all have a wonderful afternoon, friends. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.